Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Yodis B, welcome to the sportive episode 211, I think. I'm joined tonight by Stu. Hello, Newman. Hey, B, what's up? Oh, you know, not a whole lot. We are missing John and we are missing Clarence tonight. So, Skeleton yeah. Crew, I first yeah, want to talk about um, the Minnesota Twins, specifically my bro, Jose Barrios. He was your bro? Yeah. I think wow, so. I'm not that's positive, awesome. but I uh, I know that I wanted him to be the bro. I got a little bit of guff, as I typically yeah. do from Clarence, regarding yeah. that he was maybe a little bit too highly rated to begin with. But I think that we settled on if he ends up being having an ERA below four, then that gets him to be an official bro this year. And I think he's on a pretty good, <laughs> he's, he's, pretty he's well on a pretty way. good pace right now. Um, tonight it was uh, seven innings pitched and eleven strikeouts and like two hits. I mean that's that's just unseemly. I I feel like Terry Ryan is uncomfortable about this. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, he probably feels like he's showing off a little too much. Well, I think that also strikeouts cost money. I mean that's when you go into arbitration. <laughs> I mean those strikeouts. That's like an extra every tenth strikeouts another million dollars or something like that. He's got a got a T chart where he's got that all figure, figured out and. This is just not. This is not good for uh, the old uh, Terry Ryan twins. Um, this is just. It is just weird. I, I forgot about the game uh, tonight and was just uh, checking the, the death machine. Um, I mean Twitter, and mm-hmm. saw that he'd ar- he already had seven strikeouts after four innings, and I just, and I was just flattened because I mean you know the Cleveland game. I mean you know that's anybody can have one good game. I mean Carlos Silva had some incredible starts for the Minnesota Twins. Like, you know, hour and 57-minute starts, like 22 ground ball outs, five strikeouts. Just, you know, insane type of things. But that it was replicable five days later against another quality baseball team, I just, it's stunning. I am I am not used to this, Brandon. I'm not used to it at all. No, and it doesn't seem like smoke and mirrors at all because he throws super hard and he's got a crazy curveball. Like oh my uh, God. Chris Sale looking, not to that level, but uh, just this thing just goes straight sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a shitload of movement. So if he can throw strikes, 
I think that's yeah. probably why they've been saying that to him. Like pitch to contact is usually uh, it's it's a terrible term, and it gives me the hives just thinking about it. But there, mm-hmm. I think the front office's point was like your shit is so nasty to begin with. You don't have to worry about trying. Like they're gonna they're gonna swing and miss. So, he doesn't have to be Greg uh, Maddox. He doesn't so have to there. hit the corners. He can throw it. You know, get a good chunk of the plate, but it's going to be moving over the entire plate. That type of thing, exactly. So, yeah, what it's it's yeah, it is you know, it's just great. And it, like you talk about the movement on those pitches, some of them is just, I mean, obviously, since it's you know any pitcher, you were well, when's it when when's the UCL just gonna fly out of his arm and land on Paul Molitor's chin? I mean, it's just you worry about that, but my God, it's just so fun to watch a pitcher who can throw like that. It's just and it's he's on. The twins. He's, the twins aren't batting against him. He's on the twins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. He. Uh, I'm sure. His his mechanics look really really sound. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert by any means, but they just look like very repeatable. Um, mm-hmm. And he feels like it's fairly effortless while he throws. So you'd think that maybe would decrease the chances for an arm injury, but while I'm saying this, I'm sure his UCL has already fallen off somewhere. Like it just yeah, in the dirt in the dugout. So I'm sure he'll be dead soon. But it's been a pretty good ride for the past few. Yeah, it is. Weeks. <laughs> These last five days have been amazing. I'm. It's just you know bad for America, but great for Twins fans. I think. Yeah, you know, I think the only person that's probably not happy right now is our friend Parker, who seemed to commit some. <laughs> Some borderline Minnesota treason this week by trying to out Barrios as a as a filthy cheater. Yeah, and I uh, mean, he. I hope. I, I mean, I don't I hope, know. Actually, there were a lot of guys with Vikings avatars who were mad at him, which is weird, but not too weird, I guess. Sure. Um, right. I have. I have. I have no idea what that was all about. Um, it kind of happened when I was off the <laughs> grid, but. Uh, it was pretty funny to see, like, you know, randos yelling at my friend Parker. That was, you know, it was, I mean, well, maybe funny for Parker, but it was funny for me to see him getting t- raked over the coals by people with 23 followers and MAGA in their bio. That was, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like this little spot on the top of his cap that I'm sure has a little something on it. But I think the the viewpoint of the major league uh, front off or uh, major league baseball in general is that unless it's very obvious, it's okay yeah. to get a little bit more of a grip on a baseball when the alternative is it's slipping out of their hands and it's hurting players, etc. I don't think it necessarily is going to turn into guys being unhittable mm-hmm. because they got a tiny little bit of rosin or tar or something on their fingers. So I don't think it's a huge deal no matter what, and no one really ever seems to care, but it was... Is a funny thing for Parker to point out, probably mm-hmm. like not trying to make a huge case of it, but like, hey, no. this is kind of funky. Yeah, and then everybody else being like, "How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> Get That's off my, my plane!" <laughs> <laughs> just losing their shit over Parker, just saying, "Hey, uh, there's this kind of weird dark spot on his cap that he always reaches for, and might be something, might be nothing, but you know, the fact that he had the temerity to point it out." After he, and it also goes to show that just Twins fans are just, we're so desperate for something good to happen that, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I get it. Him. Oh, yeah. It, but I mean, yeah, if I was like 14 or something, I would be writing a letter to, you know, 
Chanhassen City Council to have him evicted or something like that. Just <laughs> like why? Why is he <laughs> doing this to us? The first good thing to happen, and a Twins fan points out that he's a cheater. Yeah, can you make imagine him, if Barrios yeah, got make, suspended oh over my, it? Like, oh my god, oh. he was just be, <laughs> it would be over for Parker, the poor guy. It would just be done. He'd have to move to like Watertown or Mayer or someplace farther out in the Carver County wilderness. You know, just live live like a hermit off of Lake Waconia or something like that. So you're a you're a you're a Twitter expert, a Twitter pro. Obviously, you've had a, many tweets do numbers, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume all of them have been in a positive way. I've had a few that have been enough of reaction that I've had to just stop checking my phone for a while because of so many so much action. But it's been very rare. I feel like mm-hmm. it's been more common for you. Have you ever had any that have gone in the opposite direction, like? I imagine Parker looked at his phone every 10 seconds and said, like, oh, here's 12 more people yelling at me. Cool. Yeah, everybody hates me. Have you ever had one of those Twitter Not experiences? Not really. I've never gotten retweeted into that universe that I know of. I mean, it's usually, like, you know, because we always make a joke about this uh, Twitter uh, uh, person called Sod Jacket, who is just yes. a deformed mutant MAGA chud. And... Um, He'll just he's a pop. jacket made of sod. What do you expect? He is a, he's sod jacket, the jacket that's made of sod, and you sing that. Um, <laughs> but he'll he'll show up in your mentions every once in a while, just calling you a liberal idiot because you didn't even have to say anything liberal or idiotic. You would like say, "Hey, uh, bought a lawnmower the other day. It's uh, one of those you know natural ones, not a gas powered one." And he'll yell at you for ten minutes about lawnmowers in America or something like that. Um, you could but, be like, uh, oh, pretty nice scramble by Colin Kaepernick for the first down. Oh, God, yeah. That, like, that's, you are ruining America. Yeah, exactly. You're disrespecting cops, the army, uh, Reagan's corpse, all that stuff. Um, right. But there's a whole universe of guys like that. And you get retweeted into that universe um, where people unironically retweet Sarah Palin. And it just it goes south in a hurry. I've not had that happen to me, but I've seen it happen to other people. And, it yeah, it gets... It gets bad in a hurry. It's uh, I've never had it go that bad. I mean, obviously, either you do that tweet or you you make the mistake of being a woman on the internet, and then you're just screwed eight ways from Sunday. That's just you know that's Can't just imagine. yeah. I it's it's off. I don't know why any any woman is on Twitter because it's just awful. There's just idiots in your mentions all the time and. Uh, God, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I bet Man, women are worse. pretty resi- I bet women are pretty resilient being on Twitter because Twitter is probably fairly close to their experience in real life. Probably, and unfortunately, all terrible, that's all over the place. Constantly. <laughs> unfortunately, that's probably true. It's like, uh, at least I I'm don't have to. You, uh, I don't have to deal with this chud in the office. At least I can just, you know, not not go on Twitter and it'll be okay. But I have to deal with it eight hours a day, yeah. five days a week. Oh man, yeah. So we're good. Well, we're, I'm uh, uh, happily we're, surprised. We're, yeah, we're good beta cucks. So we, you know, we're we're nice. We're the best beta cucks out there. Mm-hmm. If you want a better beta cuck, good luck. <laughs> yes, very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I got that Parker treason off my chest because it's been yeah, weighing heavy on your chest. Just bubbling. Yeah, yeah. It's been bubbling up to the surface. 
I'm happy about my Barrios bro pick, mm-hmm. uh, but my turd was Grossman, and he's actually been pretty good too. So yeah. we, I don't think any one of us in the, I don't know, five, six years we've been doing this podcast and we do a bro and turd for sure every twin season, for sure every Viking season. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think whatever you you can do the math at home listeners on how mm-hmm. many and there's four of us mm-hmm. out of all those options i'm pretty sure no one has gotten two for two on a good bro no. and a good turd i really don't think so but yeah i mean yeah That's no possible. one was gonna yeah no one was gonna i mean grossman being i guess you know he's bad in the field i don't think that's an argument but he's been reasonably effective offensively he's like isn't he like number two or three on the team in wopa or one of those uh Stats that makes Clarence angry. Well, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I probably I know that his OPS is about eight hundred right now, which is yeah. obviously very good. So yeah, you know, not necessarily sustainable, happy. but you know, about pretty much you know when he was the DH for the better part of a month to start the season, that was you know that's about all you could really ask for from well Robbie freaking Grossman. Yeah, yeah. Who was your turd? Do you remember? <laughs> I uh, for the first uh, two weeks of the season, I oh, was the dumbest man in Twins territory. I my bro was Buxton <laughs> and my turd was Sano. So um, I think I specified when I made that pick that that was definitely a reverse jinx in action, and that's worked very yeah. well so far. Obviously, and um, obviously Buxton has definitely turned a corner. And you and John can apologize whenever you'd like. Um, I know you want to wait a little bit. But um, it's it's you're open to a it's the apology will be it'll be nice. So, um, question for you. I Brandon. might apologize when he's in the okay. top 150 in MVP voting. Once he gets to that top 150 mark, <laughs> I, I really I my goal. My goal is to remember the one year Lou Ford finished 24th or something like that. because yeah. somebody gave him one yeah. third place vote. I want him to get over that. That's my goal for this this year's bro pick is to to beat the Lou Ford line. That's that's my goal. Lou Ford um, was definitely a guy that I saw in box scores in minor leagues when I used to pay attention to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I saw what he looked like, immediately he went down like 20 pegs in my <laughs> in my head. Like, this is a fucking white guy. Lou Ford, L-E-W Ford's a white guy. Fuck this guy. He sucks. I hate him. <laughs> I'm very much a reverse racist in, when, it terms, yes. when it comes to athletics. And I will totally admit him. that. You know, there's this really awesome um, baseball prospect named Hunter Green. Yep. And I found out he was a black guy, and now I just love him more than anything ever. Like, I'm <laughs> desperate for the twins to take him. <laughs> I honestly They're didn't like, know that. Oh, Hunter Green from California, and he's like, uh, his dad's a rich lawyer or whatever. I was like, fuck Hunter Green. Mm-hmm. And then I saw he was a black guy, and I just can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about him. Poster <laughs> above my bed. Um, I had a question for you, Brandon. Oh, oh, sorry. I think, uh, somebody want to let the dog out, please? Somebody want to give him peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> That's so a, professional. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that out in post. We're never going to cut that sure, out. Yeah. Yep. Um, question nope. for you, Brandon. I believe uh-huh. this week was the start of town ball season, wasn't it? Yeah. How's it going? How's the arm? How you feeling? Not great, Bob. Uh-oh. Not great uh, at all. Uh, uh, 
arm soreness. Staying in shape as a as a thirty six year old is way harder than I and I knew this was coming. Like I know mm-hmm. thirty six is young in the grand scheme of things, but mm-hmm. baseball is obviously a very very young man's sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that my ar- that I'd be sore. But I can barely lift my arm, and it's been like five days since I pitched. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I think I've talked about it in the past, but I am not taking getting old uh, in an athletic way. Like, I'm not taking that very well at all. I'm not aging gracefully in terms of just understanding that I have – that I'm just not going to be as good as I was when I was 25. I'm a huge baby, and uh, yeah, it's – I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed at my – Performance, embarrassed at my behavior, reactions. <laughs> None of it's good. None of it is good right now. But uh, are you well, taking, we won the game. Are you taking, like, are you taking like Advil or anything, or just you know? Oh God, I'm taking Advil. And I've always taken Advil. I think I'm gonna now become the guy who tries every other sort of desperate, weird thing that I mm-hmm. can do to get a leg up. I'm gonna be the guy that. Uh, I'm gonna try that that you know that weird tape that you see like basketball players have Ooh, on their yeah. shoulders, you know that just yeah electric tape. Yeah. Um, how about essential oils? We thought about essential oils. Oh, I'm gonna essential oil like the shit out of my whole arm. Nice. Uh, probably some icy hot. Just dunk it oh, yeah. icy hot. That'll do. I might try to get like some extra better than ibuprofen. Maybe you know some extra level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Matt, yeah. Like. I'm not going to go on like Percocet or anything, <laughs> fall asleep on the mound. But yeah, but just, if somebody has Percocet, if they were to give it to you, in theory, you'd be okay with it. In theory, yeah, I, you know, I don't trade on hypotheticals, but sure, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know those wrist, like copper wrist things that are supposed yeah, to like, help your balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just all over. I'm going to get a hundred of those. All this fake um, bullshit. Yep, you're on it. Okay. All of it. All of the stuff that's completely unproven. I'm going to quick pitch. I'm going to yeah. spitballs. Fucking mm-hmm. everything just to try to... Because to, my goal was to pitch until I was 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a long ways away. So, I don't know. When, when the is short your next... answer is no, it's, it's not great. <laughs> when is your next scheduled start? Uh, I think I'm probably pitching Sunday, but I'm not positive. About once oh, a week. Once every five, six days, typically. Mm-hmm. So you got. I mean, yeah. you probably go, you're probably scheduled a long toss tomorrow, and you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you, then you'll do scouting on Saturday. You'll be what mapping the pitches. That's what that's what you do. Um, and then you'll pitch yeah, yeah. on. You might you might have a bully. I think they call it a bully or a bullpen sesh or a pen sesh or a seshi. Oh, sure. You, I don't know if you're yeah, pen sesh. but um, yeah. Okay, just um, yeah. I mean, we're all uh, and I think if people who are late to the program are unfamiliar, I it is common knowledge that you pitch for the uh, Minnetonka baseball team correct Minnetonka Millers yes okay just wanted to make sure if people ever wanted to go uh, catch a catch Brandon in action limping to the mound and you know looking like Carl Willis in 1989 uh, yeah yeah I would recommend getting there early because we sometimes have upwards of nine ten people at a game so Mm -hmm. it's going to be capacity is what I'm saying. Cool. Very popular. Well, I mean, I, I, it's um, for the the price you pay. The entertainment is more more than makes up for it. I think. 
Yes, it's about uh, it's almost exactly perfectly priced at zero dollars for everybody. <laughs> zero cents, but there is usually a concession stand, some of which sell yep. you know beer. Profit margin, so, get a little profit yeah. margin there. You got to you got to have a profit margin. So, um, well, God, I'm, I'm I'm well. Thank you for asking. No, I know, and I feel bad that you know it brought up a painful uh, reckoning with uh, your your mortality. Eighteen minutes into the podcast, I feel. <laughs> a little, a little bad about that. Usually, usually yeah. that reckoning, that reckoning with the Reaper usually comes around forty-five minutes in when you and Clarence are arguing about who calls the Vikings offensive plays. It's usually when that happens, right. and you're just it's reaching for the nearest sharp object, see if you can plunge it into your neck. <laughs> this again? Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is yeah, the worst. No, exactly. Everything is the worst. Ah. It's hard to stay active as an old guy if you uh, if you like sports. I've been trying to get Mm -hmm. into basketball, but I'm really Mm -hmm. bad at it. And I think typically, as an old guy, as you know, Mm -hmm. you don't really like getting into something and being terrible at it. Like, no, it sucks. I'm too old for this shit. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to get into so. It's been a really difficult mental hurdle to get over of like, why am I doing a thing I'm terrible at? I'm 36 years old. I should go back and do things that I'm good at because life is shitty enough without me like hating myself for being bad at a new sport. So it's been a, it's been a weird ramp up. No, it's yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. We joined a new gym and I got on like a program and stuff to cut like what I like to call some pounds and it involves a lot of like, you know, like the, you know, the sled pulls and the box jumps and all that bullshit. And, you know, if it's in a nice quiet corner, I don't mind doing, making an ass out of myself doing it. But there, there's, you know, other people there who are in much better shape than me and, you know, just, you know, doing one handed push ups and wearing quiet shoes and all that stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just humbling. And I just, I'm embarrassed and I just, you know, just please let me be in my shame spot here trying to you know do romanian deadlifts with like really light dumbbells just so i can not kill myself <laughs> and i just uh, it's 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 the fucking worst but i you know it's it's better than you know dying at 48 so i figure that's you know no offense to john bonus um but it's just uh, <laughs> you know actually john's 50 so you know um but yeah i, yeah, I, I am i'm I am right there with you trying to, you know, try to, you know, be in good shape and it's painful and it hurts to even try and you don't want people seeing your shame. No, it's, uh, you know, obviously the thing to remember when you're on your way to the gym is like, I'm not going to enjoy myself, but I'm going to be really mm-hmm. proud of myself afterwards. You got to try right. to harness that like, man, I'm going to be so mm-hmm. jazzed at myself as I can, you know drive immediately to a bar and blow all the calories I just... You, know, a, you like, stop at the good. Little Caesars like and get a $5 food. cheese pizza right in the right in the drive-thru. And it's halfway gone by the time Well, you know, the, the two qualities I look for the most in pizza, hot and ready. Like hot and... Exactly. Hot, ready, $5. I don't need it to be taste good. Exactly. Hot, ready, 5 bucks. That's all I care about. Uh, but I also I have a hard time. So I have uh, one of my best friends is uh, an owner of a CrossFit in uh, Northeast Minneapolis, which is not too close to me, so I've never joined. We, we've been lifetime members for a while, but they just opened up a new one like two miles from our house. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to be forced to be a CrossFitter, which oh, I'm boy. not really worried about the 
you know, you turn into a crazy person because he's pretty well grounded even for being an owner of a, of the gym. So there are people mm-hmm. out there that have joined CrossFit that aren't in a cult. It's just like 99% of them. Yeah. But the thing that worries me about CrossFit is like you mentioned, you have to do it in front of other people. And I feel really strongly that working out needs to be done on your own without anybody else. And you, the only way you can get through it, unless you're completely jacked, like, you know, 1% of people are, you have to pretend that there's no one else around. It's the yeah. only way you're going to be able to feel comfortable at the it, gym. It you're is. pretending that you're there alone. But CrossFit, it's one exactly. of those things. I think they do it all together. And that yeah. just weirds me out. And I don't like it. It's strange. And yeah, it's they're very, I, I don't get it. I think what I'm doing is like a modified version of same, but I'm not like doing burpees or shit like that. But not. Right. It's not, it's not like in an abandoned warehouse in a bad part of town. That's usually where the CrossFit gym is, and that's, you know, that's uh, so the key. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. That is the key. So yeah, I just just try not to try not to die middle aged. That's the that's the goal, and it's not pretty, but uh, at least we're not Roger Ailes. That's about all you can really, you know, say at this point. Yeah. I want to talk about Roger Ailes in a second, but I first wanted to mention <laughs> well, box jumps. Well, that'll be a that smooth transition. <laughs> you, uh, I don't think there's anything more humbling as a human being than trying to do box jumps because oh my god, it's fucking just try impossible. to do ten of them, and you're just yeah. you're not going to be able to do. And it looks like this, you know, like people complain about like why are burpees so hard, but it makes sense. You're jumping, you're getting down, you're doing mm-hmm. a push up, blah blah blah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Box jump is like, no, just there's this little thing. Just jump on it and then get down and then jump mm-hmm. on it again. And you're like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do, I don't know, 50. And then you get like <laughs> on the fourth one, you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to jump out the window. Fuck exactly. Box jumps. God, getting old sucks. Oh, my God. Your quads just are yelling at you the whole time. And they're just, you can't go upstairs for two days. It's just, it's fucking ruinous, no. man. It's yeah. not fair. <laughs> You just crawl. You're crawling upstairs in front of your family, and they all think you like come back from happy hour half in the bag, and you're out running the cops trying to get into the living room, and you're just no. I was doing box jumps. That's that's all I was doing, and it's just. And the worst thing about like staying in shape when you're old is like you're not even getting in shape for anything. Like when I was in college, I was in shape because I played baseball, and it meant a lot to me, and it was super fun and whatever. And now it's like, why are we even getting in shape? Just so I don't die. It's the only exactly the only reason. So I don't. It is die. the only I, reason. Otherwise, I'll die. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the only reason. It just. It's. Ah, oh God. I just. I don't know, man. It sucks. It just sucks. So well, but I mean, I'll tell you what doesn't you know, suck, Stu. What doesn't and that's suck? That's the death of Roger Ailes. It really doesn't. I'm that glad doesn't he's suck dead. At all, it's awesome. That doesn't suck. <laughs> he literally at made the all. world a worse place every day he was in it, and he's dead now, and that's good. So he made there. the world a worse place than almost every other human being has made the world a worse place. He basically he was in broke like the point oh one percentile of like worst human beings. He not only was a sexual predator criminal but he mm-hmm. brainwashed millions and millions of otherwise well-meaning th- th- old people yeah i think um, like um, scared about things yeah, yeah like matt chrisman said on twitter i think that's at kush bomb he said he made 10 million senior citizens think vaccines cause sharia law it's just it's, 
And that's not <laughs> inaccurate. I mean, no, what he's that, done with Fox News is, is basically a... broken the brains of everybody's grandparents. It's, he's just, he was, and thank God it's in the past tense, an awful person. Um, so. Yes. Terrible, terrible human being. And I mean, One of the worst. We'll, people will probably actually get mad about us talking about a dead person like this, but honestly, fuck off. We'll move on really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're both glad he's yeah, dead, and politics. the world is a better place that he's gone. So, there. I think. Honest, that, well, uh, do you want to go to the playoffs harassment now? Is, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> sexual harassment is sort of one of those bipartisan things. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping you we can think. agree a lot yeah. across. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on because I don't want to yeah. upset uh, Sod Jack, who I know is a big yeah. listener. Yeah. Um, uh, playoffs, uh, hockey or NBA? Which one do you want to go with first? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I want to hear about uh, hockey because I have nothing to say and I want you to talk for a little bit. Okay, I think uh, the Purds uh, won again tonight. My Purds um, took out uh, whoever they're playing against. Let's say Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sure. um, no, Ottawa's playing somebody else. The Purds are playing the Ducks. So, the Anaheim Tampa Ducks. Ba- oh, Anaheim Ducks, gotcha. No, Tampa Bay Bucks, Anaheim Ducks. There's probably a mnemonic device Go. to remember the, the difference there. Whenever if you're the plant asked about you the football team flee, from Tampa and the... Tampa Bay comes in three? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the Perts Close won up. tonight, I think. Um, you know, I could look that up on my phone. Do you want to do a little song and dance here while I look no. that up? Okay. I mean,. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. <clears throat> Do sure. you think Clarence and John are lying when they say they don't care about the TV ratings of the NHL? Or do you think they're being uh, honest? I think they're being honest. I think they love the game. I really don't think they care if anyone yeah. else likes it. Um, you got to care a oh, little bit, though, right? I mean, what well, if like, the ratings yeah, I mean, get well, yeah, you care. I mean, TV? 
Yeah, I mean, you care, like, you know, if your favorite band, you know, is selling a bunch of records, you feel good about that, that other people like them, and if they're not selling records, it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? This is a great band. Buy their stuff. Well, especially sports, because the mm-hmm. band is one thing where you're just sort of on your own anyway, but sports, you need to talk about sports to get, that's like half the reason. So if you keep walking up to everybody, like, hey, did you see the game last night? And they're like, what are you talking about? That's got to be a bummer. I'm sure they don't care specifically yeah. about TV ratings, but popularity. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I think I would care a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, here we have so, the score. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's Ducks Predators tied at two going into overtime. The Ducks lead. Uh, well, Nashville leads the series two games to one. Wow. My Purds might actually really be going to the Stanley Cup here in a bit. How? Well, who's your favorite player on the Purds? Uh, P.K. Subban. Oh, right, right, right. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's the only, yeah, he's the guy, he's the most sportive NHL player, I think, because people hate him. So that's probably. Yeah, I love that. Why? That's so, yeah. Okay, um, let's so see, I don't, let's the other, the other series the... has Ottawa. Yeah, the other series has Ottawa and another NHL team, and I don't know what's going on uh, in that one. Huh? Pittsburgh. Well, it's that's Pittsburgh. A for it's Ottawa who... and Pittsburgh. Oh, right. okay. And Ottawa scored like, like four goals in the good, first period last night. I feel like a good 40% of our listeners tune in specifically to get updates on what the playoff standings are. So kind of let them down this week. It took a while to get there. I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's our bread and butter, baby. That is. It really is. Hockey guys. Yeah. The best uh, hockey analysis of any podcast on the ACAST network that comes out from this zip code. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in basketball, uh, LeBron James is good. Yeah, he is. He's uh, really, like really good. Some sort of weird cyborg from the future. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, it's my most fun thing to watch in all of sports is just the Cavs. Just watching him play, it's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Did you it's, see? Did, did you watch the Kelly the Celtics? <laughs> yeah, the Kelly Olynyk play They're, last uh, night. You saw yeah, that? I did. Where he started laughing so when Kelly Olenek guarded him. <laughs> he actually laughed. That's like just such a good supervillain move. It's, <laughs> I mean, Could good God. Could you imagine it's... like some like reliever being brought in to face Sano and you see Sano like belly laughing before he gets in the box <laughs> and then just first pitch Jack's one 700 feet? It would be yep. the greatest That's essentially moment. it. In sports history, and that's, I mean, it's its a little, it's obviously different with basketball, but uh, I i don't know. I mean, I still feel like Golden State is going to kick the shit out of the Cavaliers, but I know that that's a... Oh, we, we thought that last emotionally year, too. Because, yeah, exactly. I'm just hedging because I love the Cavaliers so much, and I hate the Warriors so much that I'm trying to, like, already mentally prepare myself mm-hmm. for, well, uh, I mean, for that I, happening. I, I, I mean, yeah, Curry's healthy, and they have Kevin Durant now. So I think the smart money has to be on Golden State. But, man, I mean, this if LeBron does it again, I mean, and again, I'm going to steal another joke from Twitter. If LeBron actually does it again this year, the only thing that Jordan is better than him, than him at is, like, his shoes go better with jeans. 
That's about the only thing Jordan has on him. <laughs> because with uh, I was... giant jeans. Gigantic Lebr- oversized jeans. Le- LeBron taking out Golden State two years this Golden State team two years in a row might be the greatest one of the greatest athletic feats we'll ever see in our lives. I don't think it'll happen. Yes. I do think Golden State's almost a mortal lock to win this one. So but I think it'll be at least a, he won't go down without a fight unless he gets hurt and so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. You know, this Golden yeah. State team, I think I hate them more than I've ever hated another team. I just, really? I don't I think they're I, so I, I don't wow, I've never had I mean I've actually really enjoyed them up until about the middle of last year when they were just kind of I think they that's when they got to their haughty dick um point of their dynasty. And uh, yeah. I've never like flat out hated them and I just just enjoy Steph Curry's, you know, ability to make shots that should not be legal in America. Um, but yeah, I don't flat out I don't flat sure. out hate them. But I know you have mentioned before that that is not a you have a, an unreasonable blood hate of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm not proud of this point of view. Yeah. I've always been the, you know me, I'm the, I'm above it, sort of. I don't ever get emotionally attached to sports, blah, blah, blah. They're entertainment. I don't give a shit. One of those guys. But something about, I mean, it's basically like if the early, mid-2000 Yankees flipped their bat 50 feet in the air after every single hit and then were owned by, well, Steinbrenner. I mean, they're the, I'm jealous because they're so good. That bothers me, just like the Yankees. They're also the biggest showboats in the league, which sometimes is okay. I'm okay with a little bit of having fun, but they're like over-the-top showboating. And they're also a bunch of whiners and Bush League, Draymond bullshit. Like it's every single thing you could hate about a team in one team. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I'm mad oh, right now. God. They're not even on TV, no. and I'm fucking mad. You're mad What's online, man. <laughs> I'm mad online. So, oh, God. Why? Um, but I, I really, I like, guess. I need to go see a therapist or something, because who the fuck cares? Why should anybody hate the... Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's this... You know, a lot of stars had to align, obviously, for them to have a team like this. Of course, it'll never happen again um, mm-hmm. to have this many superstars on one team. But right. then the owner, that fucking Silicon Valley twat, is trying to claim that it's something he did. That just makes me, oh, I'm going to drive to San Francisco and find him and strangle him to death myself. It's like you got lucky. Just say you got lucky. You're not on the team. You don't no. shoot three pointers. Yeah, you can't say you got lucky. You got to say you're some sort of tech genius, venture capital, you know, tech god who understands things yeah. that mere mere mortals don't. So yeah. Um. So uh, Timberwolves. Uh, we had the draft lottery. Yep. They they didn't win again. They uh, nope, finished they got, seventh. Uh, right? Seventh. Um, and yeah, I think uh, John Marth- Mar- John Marthaler said there's a European guy we're supposed to draft. 
Yeah, I think maybe he's talking about the guy on Arizona, Laurie Markinen or Mark something or other. He's a big okay. old seven footer sharpshooter type guy. He would work because he's a power forward. Um, mm-hmm. But there's another guy from Florida State that I like named John Isaac, who's a really good defensive, wiry. Uh, it would be Boy, I do love. To, I love wiry. I love wiry. Wiry, long, <clears throat> upside, <clears throat> lean, agile. Oh, run the shit out of a three cone drill. This <clears throat> is this is our guy. We want John. He can Isaac, play. So can play with his hand in the grass. Third. We can see him playing on Sundays. Three technique. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, all five day. tool, all day. eighty speed, eighty eye, eighty bat, eighty power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's uh, uh, he's, he's we can we can we can obviously go over know. to that in depth and detail once the draft gets closer. But I just wanted to. It didn't seem like there was too much outrage. It's like you know they just they're not going to get uh, what's his name and his crazy dad. They're not going to get have a chance at that guy. That's about Lots the only thing. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get that. That's about it. And. It was weird that, like, was it the top three? It was, like, Boston, Los Angeles, and Philadelphia. It was, like, yep. like the three the three best teams of the 1980s were one, two, three. Well, Philly but. was only there because they were they had a trade with uh, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So, actually, Sacramento and, got the third pick, but Philly yeah. got to move Philly was there. They, is, they sent oh, Joel God. Embiid, and, and Joel Embiid brought Shirley Temples, which is... I love Joel yep. Embiid. <laughs> I just... I want the Timberwolves to trade for what Joel Embiid, even if it it would be great. Just but a god. He gets the he gets the, he gets the internet, god. and the, I mean, how many athletes get the internet? Like four of them, and like he's one of them. So I want the Timberwolves to trade for him. Self aware. Yeah. I don't. So I don't know that I know what position he plays, or that he would be any good. But I wish the Timberwolves had him. Embiid is like. Carl Anthony Towns, but way better at everything, except staying healthy. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's tough. the The Shirley Temple habit probably doesn't help. He's probably got like gout yeah, in his I, big toe. It flares up like every sure third home s- game, and yeah. They'll probably send him back to Qatar soon for a yeah. little yeah. rehab. Yeah. Some blood thinning. I have another thing that um, people are mad about online that I wanted to ask you about, Stu. Um, I'm here. Are the Gopher, is the Gopher Athletic Program going to sell naming rights to some buildings? Is it Mariucci and something else people are um, about? It's, I assume they're doing this to pay off all the lawsuits because all of the men in their athletic department are grab ass grabbers or and just general yeah, pigs. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, I hey, don't give a shit one way or the other. It's weird. It's I don't give a shit about the naming. Still... I don't give a shit about the naming rights. I do give a shit about sexual harassment. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> um, okay, and I just want um, to make clear my point. I feel the exact opposite about both of those. I do care about the naming rights. I don't <laughs> care about sexual harassment. <laughs> you see, it's, and it's that friction that makes people tune in every week. So and also and also you you just got you just got an offer to host you, you're you're gonna host drive time on KTLK now I think after that uh, <laughs> um yeah I sexual uh, harassment God, I, what's the big whoop <laughs> um yeah I the naming rights thing I just saw that in passing on the online so I don't know if it's a serious mm-hmm. thing that's being proposed or 
what it is necessarily, but I could give a shit one way or the other. Call it Papa John's at Mariucci Arena. It's fine by me. Name your fun little arena, whatever you want. Make sure the money goes to maybe helping tuition or something. Probably won't. Probably I'll go to like four administrators who are in some sort of weird sex cult. But, you know, Mills Hasselmo's like, you know, uh, yeah. but what was the guy? Hot and ready for five movie? bucks arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and all the money goes to like eyes wide shut parties at somebody's mansion on Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> yeah. Fidelio. I can't wait to be invited. So, uh, <laughs> Wow. So that was a Stanley. That was wow, a Stanley man. Kubrick reference. That that was a deep pull. I'm pretty happy with that. There's one every week. A little Easter egg really we've been is. doing for 211 episodes. There's yeah. always been a Stanley. Kubrick always, always a Kubrick reference. reference. Um, they, except for Barry Lyndon. Fuck Barry Lyndon. Um, I think uh, we should probably close with a death that I'm sad about. Uh, Chris Cornell died. That was a bummer for me. Yes. Yeah, um, he was. It's very like, super very good. odd to play a concert and you know, and then that mm. night, it's such a complicated yeah, then, thing. You always assume yeah. that like, oh, they were locked up in their room and couldn't get out of bed for like months, and then it finally happened, mm. and you, mm-hmm. you forget how close people are to mm-hmm. to doing that and just walking around amongst us. Man, it's it's really it's shitty. Just yeah, it's just awful. And man. uh you know, he was, I would say, of my generation, our aforementioned old Generation X dudes, easily the best lead singer, like, voice-wise, of anybody in this generation. He sounded like a goddamn trumpet going over, like, a typical Soundgarden song. He just was, you know, basically, he was as close to Robert Plant as anyone got, or Freddie Mercury, you know, in that in that generation, the grunge, alternative rock explosion uh, singers as anybody got. He was the most, I mean, just the ideal one. So I just, uh, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a shock to see that. And then to, you know, hear that it was, you know, self-inflicted. It was like, wow, I just, you just, it's a bummer. And, you know, you hope people can get help who are in that situation. And it's just, ugh, God, it sucks. And, um, I know 20 minutes ago we were celebrating it, but this is definitely a death knot. Not to celebrate. Roger Ailes, it's it's great that he's dead, but Chris Cornell, bad. Not yes. good at all. Okay. I feel the opposite, Stu. No <laughs> to... Ro- no, Stu. Uh- <laughs> no. Uh, no, now we go to Metro uh, Traffic. Weather <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, on the nines. There's always this layer... <laughs> I think a lot of, you know, when, when these deaths happen to people that are too young, you, of course, the first thing is like, oh, man, they, they just seem like a good person. And you always want to have good people around. And it's a huge bummer knowing that they were in pain. There's a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, parallels with Prince in a way, too, of like, mm-hmm. not only there's all that sort of stuff to feel sad about, but he was still working and making music and was super talented. Uh-huh. So we like got robbed of all this stuff that could have happened, too, because he was crazy talented dude who was obviously on mm-hmm. tour at the time so mm-hmm. uh, there's always that little extra layer too that's like oh even the future is gonna suck a tiny bit more now 
because uh, yeah, of that. And, I mean, he still but and he still had the was, voice. Uh, I mean, you're right, great singer. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. he still had it. He has sure. not. I mean, like you know, some people and Robert Plant is a really good example. Somebody you just can't hit those notes anymore. And I think like Steve Perry quit Journey. I mean, I know that's not a critically acclaimed band, but you know his high register was gone, and that's why he doesn't sing for Journey anymore. And you know he still had he could sing. He was on like a like freaking CBS Saturday Morning, like their news show. Like they have like a variety segment on. He was on like a month ago and sings, hits those notes. It's it was really you know he's he was fifty two when he passed and uh, he could actually still play and that's that's something and it's it's not you know if you never heard him sing I guess he won't too soon. Man, there was this uh, song called "Sun Shower" that he sang for uh, some yep. shitty movie back in the day. Uh, it would be a great expectations song. reboot from Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie. Was that a Kubrick? Was that a Kubrick? That movie? was not a Kubrick. Nope, that was not a Kubrick. <laughs> no. Kubrick, Kubrick, make sure to die before that happened. And we're sad about Kubrick dying too. Um, sure, right, right. Anyway, that song is so good. And I remember when it came out, it was one of those songs that I listened to. It kind of gets in your head because it's slow and there's not a crazy amount of like earworm, but just enough that you want to hear it again. Like for six yeah. months, the only song, just over and over and over and over, this weird slow song, mm-hmm. and I'm not really into that type of music, but God damn it, that was a great song. Among yeah, is I all know. other hundreds of other great songs, but mm-hmm. that was a that was a great one. People I don't think talk about enough. Yeah, and I mean obviously Maybe super unknown was I don't a, even know. I was like thirteen. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's good. I think he still that still holds up and Super Unknown was cool. the big record from the Grunge Explosion, and it was that was just that thing. That thing had legs. That was like single after single off of that one, which is fantastic. And it's a bummer. It's just a bummer. So get it help. Is. I mean, it's it sucks. Mm-hmm. Depression is just a fucking monster. And if you know somebody who's dealing with it, reach out. It's just if you have it reach out i mean it's uh, i'm not doing it any justice at all but man i'd rather he was alive and mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. so that's uh yeah young man so that's cat so yeah there's very there, young. yep yep that's way 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 too young so captain bring down here with uh the end of the show um <laughs> right. is there anything else that sounded anything else you want to is there any death, other death you want to celebrate or try to even it out a little bit? Or... <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That yeah. has one. That's a big one. That, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't. Uh, got weekend plans, Brandon? Oh yeah, you're gonna try to pitch. Uh, I'm gonna try to pitch. I'm gonna die uh, doing that. Which is, uh, yeah. That'll suck. We'll yeah, we'll, be, we'll be sad about that yep. one next week. Uh, yes, yeah, see, I yes, got. I wonder uh, who, who all. See, yeah, we oh, got. Uh, I don't know. What about you, my, Stuart? Um, let's see. Oldest daughter has senior prom, so you know. Oh boy! Wow! I know. I know. Uh, youngest daughter has a dance competition at Roy Wilkins. They're both on the same day, so we're basically going back and forth with taking prom pictures and getting Piper to the to the Roy and. 
me just, you know, pondering mortality, singing Cats in the Cradle to myself all the time now. Uh, so, yeah, that's my weekend in a, in a nutshell. So let me ask you about this Cats in the Cradle song. Um, yeah. Is the point of the point of the song is that this guy was a bad father and yes. he's still an asshole, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the point of the song right. because there's a thing at the end when he goes, my boy is just like me. Uh, yeah. But his kid is not like him. His kid is actually a good dad who's going to hang out with his kid. He doesn't want to... His kid doesn't want to hang out mm-hmm. with him because he's the asshole. Yeah. So is this point of he is the asshole? That's a weird line in that mo- in that song of like my boy is just like me. It's like no, he's not, dude. You're an asshole. He's cool, but he can't see that because he's the cat in the cradle. And when you think about it, okay. all of us are cradle cats. Oh, wow. Yep, just blew your mind, brother. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Cradle cats, each and every one of us. I always thought it was like, uh, oh no, his his kid turned out just like him. But then I listened to it again. I was like, no, he didn't. No, the kid's cool. Good job, kid. No, the kid's fine. Yeah, You're not hanging out with He's your stupid out. dad. Right, <laughs> hanging out with your kid who likes you. That's uh... yeah. He broke the That's... broke the chain. Yeah, you know? and he Boy, never break the chain. Life, never break the chain. Never, never break the chain. No, not once. Weird. So many references happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just the two of us. It gets kind of weird and deep. I don't know. You need John's negativity and Clarence. Clarence's very unique Clarence-ness to really lighten the load. So Yeah, yeah. Sorry sorry, we're not, uh, sorry to... If you, if you made it to the 51st minute of this uh, fucking dirge, I credit you for not you know <laughs> throw, throwing your phone into a lake but uh we appreciate the yeah. listenership but man we'll be we back probably week, uh probably we will be back next week hopefully with at least uh some happiness god we started out so smooth with bury us too it was just uh and the ales yeah. thing don't forget about that that was yeah, fucking forget, awesome. yeah that's also that good also good really also good, good. First 20 minutes. also very good he's in <laughs> hell now that's good but yeah uh the rest of the stuff was kind of a bummer Oh boy! So, we'll always have the ales, death. We'll always have the ales. So, um, okay. Well, how about we shut this baby down? I'll send you the audio, and we can post a podcast tonight it. for people to listen to on their ride in. Like Wade. Uh, wonderful. All right, Stu. Good conversation, oh, thanks, buddy. Yep. Good, good convo. We'll talk to you soon, Brandon. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 